Welcome to the Awaken the Awesome podcast with your host, Uri Jiri. This is Awaken the Awesome, a podcast where we take a moment to acknowledge that we are all in this together. Through enlightening conversations and personal insights, we like to connect with individuals just like you who show us how they are bringing a little bit of awesomeness in their individual journeys. Our hope is to encourage you to always keep pushing and to stay awesome along the way. The foods we ingest, the thoughts we harbor, the relationships we nurture. I believe that everything is energy. Whatever your personal formula, it is my belief that it is up to you to find the pieces that fit into your personal equation. Your health, your finances, your family, your friendships, your career, it all intimately connects to reveal and define this beautiful tapestry that is yourself. In that regard, one undeniable thread that often goes neglected or disregarded is the spiritual. Through personal circumstances, I've had to be reminded that you can't aspire to being whole or complete without minding your relationship with your spiritual core. This is one of the many reasons why it was such a thrill to have my next guest on the podcast. Many of you already know her quite well from her extraordinary resume as both a talented professional model as well as a remarkable makeup artist among her many achievements. However, Clara Luce Lafont, through her impactful content, has demonstrated the kind of self-affirmation that makes you take a second and want to take notes. Our conversation was a great discovery for me as I connected with an individual with a great sense of both vulnerability and strength. I got a sense of what it must be like to not only connect with your spiritual truth, but also acknowledge one's heritage as you choose to courageously embrace where you come from fully and unapologetically. So let's get into this. Awaken the Awesome, episode 78 with Clara Luce Lafont. Here we go. Why I wanted to connect with you, like seriously, first of all, hats off to uh, Nike, who was nice mm. enough actually, you know, to make the introduction. So I'm very grateful. So Nike, thank you. Thank I'm just you, putting Nike. it live on the on the recordings. Okay. But um, it's uh, it's amazing, you know, because uh, Giddy Fest just ended like a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, because since I've been following you a long time and the fact that, you know, you put a lot, you put a lot of stories about, mm-hmm. you know, the cultural heritage and the spirits and, you know, as and everything. Now, it's one thing to know things by familiarity, but it's one thing also to see it from the perspective of knowledge. And you put mm-hmm. out a lot of great knowledge. Mm-hmm. And it's something that, you know, put me in a state of humility because being so distant, because you say you're Haitian, but do, are, mm-hmm. do, are you really in tune or are you really connected with yes. what that means yes. you know and that's what i found first of all powerful and humbling because there's so much that i admit that i didn't know mm-hmm. and i want to thank you for that and i just wanted to know um mm-hmm. was there a reason why you put out that much content were you getting questions or what started that because i'm really um, curious at some point well when i first really got into um how do i say this the culture that way Mm-hmm. I something in me just wanted to like share and you know open up about it and just you know I would start posting like a few pictures and stuff here and there a little suggestive to like see how you know people would react because like mm-hmm. we all know it's very taboo in Haiti you know yes, so it is. it's it I was just really wanted to to see what the reactions mm-hmm. would be out there 
But then at some point when Instagram introduced the whole um, sticker question thing, it made it a whole lot easier to really test the waters. So I was like, okay, who wants to ask questions and what do you want to ask? And the first time I did it, like (laughs) 99.9% of the questions were about voodoo. Mm-hmm. And at some point, somebody DM me is like, "So are you are you not a model or a makeup artist anymore? Because I see you're just getting a bunch of voodoo questions." And I'm like, "Well, you know, uh, that's what I I noticed too. But I guess it's the people's way of showing their interest or their thirst for knowledge, you know." So uh, that's how I started, you know, answering a few questions. Like some people had asked specific questions about certain spirits, like Frida mm-hmm. or Angelina Dotto. So mm-hmm. I just gave out basically what's really general knowledge out there. I didn't give anything really detailed or um, things you would have some to dark know. art secret or exactly. something like you know privilege information type of thing. Exactly things you would know if you were initiated, for instance. I just mm-hmm. gave them really general information that anybody who is aware of that aspect of the culture, you mm-hmm. you would know these basics. So that's it. Really it was it. really powerful because uh, I saw because you really put out a lot of stories like it would not end. And, you know, for, you know, sometimes for seven seconds, you just look at it. But if you take se- 10 seconds, you're just like, you know, you tap and you read. I'm like, it's amazing how much I don't know. Oh, really? It's like, oh, Elzuri. Oh, right. Oh, d'accord. It's like, <laughs> oh, and because I'm because I'm very curious. I'm, I'm really I've got a really big appetite and I have no qualms about admitting stuff that I don't I don't know. So I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? This is really powerful because I really believe in energy. And you talked about it being taboo and you know without getting you know speaking for everybody but just for yourself why is that because even growing up back home it has always been a taboo to speak about that as you know a cultural identity i think it's what we've been taught about it we've genuinely been taught to fear it to not even try to understand it to not even approach it like with a five-foot stick you know Mm -hmm. so and I feel like I grew up around that a lot. Like, it was something that was always in the background, you know, culturally. You always hear of people who have certain experiences or certain family members that, you know, behave a certain way and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But no one wants to really talk about why, you know, what's really going on. So we disguise it, we avoid it, we bury it under whatever. And we just, like, it's not there. And I think it's really sad because, I mean, if we go back historically as as a people you know this is our inheritance this is what our ancestors left us you know whether you look at it from um the african point of view or even from the tainos that were here they also Mm -hmm. passed practice their form of voodoo so we have it Mm -hmm. on both ends and even stronger here on taino ends because this is their land you know so makes sense it's it's i think it's it's really sad that until this day, 21st century in 2019, we're still, you know, avoiding this conversation. We're still uh, avoiding this topic, you know. Um, the knowledge is not being shared from the elders to, you know, the new generation that's coming. Because these are, this, 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 this is knowledge that we need to, to ground ourselves, to root ourselves as a people, you know. You think and so? As, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like a lot of why our youth is so lost and so confused is because they don't they have no roots our roots are not we don't even know where our roots are so we're just you know 
I don't know, just wandering, I guess. We're not grounded. We're not rooted in anything. Any, anything that, you know, can make us feel like we connect, we belong. Something in our lives makes sense, you know? Especially in Haiti where so much doesn't make sense, you know? So I feel like there's, there's a lot that we can and should do to really develop that, that sense of, of closeness within ourselves and within our community and with our history and who we are as a people. So I think that's definitely a step. Which I think it's something that, again, just speaking from a totally detached person, like I keep saying, like, you know, I've been gone too long to have an opinion, but with the current dynamic, without getting into politics or everything, because as a young people, just our generation, because we've been so subjected to political turmoil and social, you know, instability and everything, maybe we just don't have the time to focus on, Mm -hmm. you know, just being curious enough. Would you think that would be a factor? It's a factor. But then again, how did I get curious? (laughs) You know, I mean, I was in like full throttle in my own life going, you know, through a lot of emotions when I just kept feeling something, you know, pulling at me. I didn't know in which direction it was pulling at me, but I was feeling, you know, guided or or misguided in a way. Because when I really found myself in Voodoo, it's in a time when I was really, really lost. I was in a really dark place. I didn't like who I was becoming. I didn't like my choices. I just didn't like myself very much. And I was having dreams. I didn't understand. Just Things were just not going the way that they were supposed to. Mm-hmm. And I eventually met my spiritual father. Well, I didn't know that's what he was going to be at the time. And he just started to, to really introduce us to the culture and, you know, help us understand certain things. And... The like the main thing I got from the first time I met him, I had this feeling of I was home, that I had found you know. Oh wow! I, okay. I, I I don't I didn't know where the feeling came from because I was in such a dark place. I'm like, how do I feel so at home in this place where I'm I don't know anything, you know? Like I don't know these people. I don't know the the concepts he's talking about. But inside of me, there is this feel, this voice that kept saying, "You're home. You're finally home." And that's what I went home with, like, literally that day. And I just kept thinking about it and, and meditating on it. And I was, of, of course, hesitant because, of course, we all grew up with, with the fear of, you know, of that side of ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I realized that this was my chance to overcome a lot of fear. This was my chance to, you know, break a lot of stereotypes and really find out Okay, what this? What is this really about? If if there ever was a time in your life for you to finally understand what this is, this is it. So what are you gonna do? And I was at a time in my life where I had absolutely nothing to lose. <laughs> at really at this point, I'm like, I have really nothing to lose. So that very I, sweet spot where everything is up for grabs. Exactly, so sweet, so gentle, and you're like, ooh, you just gotta go for it, or this is it. It's never gonna happen again. And I went for it, you know, I went for it and I don't know, it's just, it clicked. <laughs> Everything just clicked. Everything started making a lot more sense. And I, I felt like I was really starting to grow and, and change. And that was That's just the beginning of a beautiful journey. <laughs> that is amazing. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go back to what you were saying a little bit earlier. You talked about, uh, first of all, a very dark chapter, and I'm happy to see that you're on the other end, so, you know, thanks for still being here. <laughs> and um, But you talked a lot about, first of all, um, the confusion and the, the sense of, you know, misdirection and, and you know, just plain old, um, just, again, that's the word, confusion. Mm-hmm. And uh, you also talked about the self. And this, is, this question is about twofold. Do you believe the self is something that um, the universe gives us, as in we're born with it, in our very genuine virgin state of entry into this universe? Or is that something that we construct over time? I think the universe sends us with all our potential and everything we are capable, meant to, could accomplish, could become, meant to become, you know, like... The universe really sends us out into this existence with everything we could possibly need to have whatever existence we could possibly choose. And what I feel that a lot of us underestimate is what we have that that they call free will. Some people will say, oh, but we don't really have free will, whatever. I think we do have free will because at the end of the day, we also have reasoning and logic and how we are able to make choices and how we are able to follow our instincts and our, our gut feelings to help us make the right choices or sometimes to help us make the wrong choices. Cause mm-hmm. sometimes in life, that's the only way you're really going to learn. You got to make some very foolish mistakes and hopefully you learn from them. So I feel like we really underestimate um, our free will and our ability to really evaluate all of our experiences and what they have taught us. One thing I tell people a lot is we refuse to reflect on our journeys. We don't reflect enough. We don't hold ourselves in- accountable enough for our journeys, you know? And mm-hmm. to me, that's where all the power lies, all the power of yourself, all the power of making this journey, your life, this lifetime, everything that you could possibly make it is by, you know, accepting that power. It's, it's, a, it's a gift and a curse, you know? Okay. You're responsible for your life as amazing as it can be and you're responsible for your life as tragic as it can be. But at the end of the day, the power rests within your hands. This, just this morning, I wanted to post a video about mm-hmm. this, but I didn't, where I was basically trying to explain to people that you you have the power to do whatever you want as long as you're ready to claim that it's your responsibility that you have control over. You have no control over the weather, the government, what other people do, etc. All those things are beyond you. What you have control over is this body that you came into. It's this mind that you're growing. It's these emotions that you're figuring out, you know? It's you. You have control over yourself. Don't bother trying to control other people or trying to control situations or trying to, to, to bend reality. Just find your place and how you fit and, and navigate through life, you know? If the wind blows a little too hard, don't, don't face it like full frontal. Bend a little. Flow a little, you know? We, we, we have all these, these four elements in our lives for a reason. It's for us to like find our ways to, to, to 
to get into them like whenever it's appropriate like when you have to flow like water then flow like water when you got to roar like fire then go ahead that's what you got to do but we have to always be conscious that it's up to us we have the tools we have the means it's up to us but it takes a very particular age of innocence and courage to actually step beyond that threshold of well, let's call it fear and resistance to change because sometimes you have to go through the muck of, you know, um, dare I say, you know, just everyday mundane and conformity. That's the word I was looking for, conformity. Mm -hmm. And then you realize that maybe it's not your formula and then you have to break free. Do you believe that's a necessary chapter? Because, you know, for me, at least in my journey, you know, I'd had, I had to actually hit a wall and break mm -hmm. and realize like, oh, okay, let's try this again. <laughs> but yeah. it took a lot of pain and sorrow to make that happen. Exactly. But then what is change? Change happens every day. You, you were, you were, you were, you, be, you were a baby, and then as as life went on, you grew, you changed. You know, that's not change that you resisted. It's not change you could control. You know, and that's the one constant thing in life that we have to always accept is that change is inevitable. Things will always change. You will always change. Nothing remains the same. So instead of fearing that and wanting to resist it and wanting to things to always stay the same, why not open yourself to the possibilities of all types of new things that can come your way and grow you in, in, in different ways? You know, how do you know that the, whatever life is bringing to you is not better than what you already have if you don't choose to let go, you know? Sometimes mm -hmm. you hold, holding on hurts more than actually letting go. And it's, again, it's that perspective of, no, this is how it has to be, and I want it to stay this way, and I can't change, it can't change, and this is where you hurt yourself, because the change is going to happen, whether you, you want it or not. Now, is it going to be painful or easy? It's completely up to you. Okay. And it's to me, it's all about how you choose to experience this. I mean, don't get me wrong, there are things that are tragedies and that are just plain bad that happen, and you know, nobody wants that to happen to them, but a lot of the things I feel that we resist and where we claim our pain comes from comes mm -hmm. from the fact that we're resisting what's supposed to happen naturally. We're resisting the natural flow of life. Seasons change. The years change. Days go by. How do you really think that you're not going to change, you know? How do you think that the things in your, your life are not going to move? People are not, not going to change. People are not going to move away, you know? It's we create so much resistance we don't realize it. And I feel that's where wow. a lot of pain sits. We create resistance to things that are naturally meant to just unfold. Let it unfold. So it's a friction that's kind of self inflicted. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because once you let go of that and like you stop resisting the change and then you just really allow yourself to ease into to whatever it is that's coming, let it come. And you'll deal with it if it's really unple unpleasant. And you'll deal with it if it's really pleasant. But you have to let it go. You have to, to, to let things unfold, you know? I, I, I see it so much. Like, people hurt themselves, literally hurt themselves. And all because it's all in their minds. They're all resisting the fact that, no, this is how it needs to be. This is how it needs to change. That's never going to happen. <laughs> things will always change. So always. 
here's kind of a, you know, just again, it's not a trick question, but it's an open-ended question. Like, really, how do we find, how do we connect our self? You know, if I'm in this state of confusion, I'm in, I'm in the desert. I'm like, okay, I'm really not liking here, but I have no idea who I am. I have no idea what to do. I have no idea what I want to do. And again, mm-hmm. these questions that come up at every single generation, everybody, you know, the same, the more things change, the more they stay the same. That is very true. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it's amazing that everybody goes through the same type of turmoil. I think it's a little bit more obvious now since we're also connected and, you know, uh, you know, exposed, mm-hmm. but I feel that we're all going through the same thing. So I'm just curious, how do we keep, how do we coach ourselves? How do we help each other? How do we guide each other through this process of, again, you know, don't lose yourself. You know, you need to make sure that you connect with yourself and it's important to embrace yourself. And that is a very fearful thing for a lot of people. Oh, absolutely. And which is why I think it's important to share, you know, I think it's, it's especially important for people who have overcome that type of fear and, you know, have made that cross over to choosing to conquer their fears rather than, you know, letting their fears dominate it's in sharing your small victories however insignificant they may be to somebody else but hell if it meant the world to you share it you know and share it with a loved one or a a few loved ones or whoever you know but you never know who's out there that might need that little piece of light that you're shedding like i get i sometimes i i pose the most random things that I don't think, you know, a lot of people are going to relate to. And then I get a bunch of messages of people telling me, oh, my God, you wrote this for me or you posted this for me and blah, blah, blah. And, and again, it, it that experience humbles me in saying that never underestimate, you know, your own experiences. Because if one thing I've, I've learned through reading mm-hmm. my cards, for instance, is that life is the same everywhere. As human beings, we really? all... Yes, we all experience life in the same way. Like we go through the same um, major changes the same um, dramas, you know, it's not the same down to the detail, but like the, the grand scheme of things is always the same. You know, that's why um, people are always so baffled by, you know, how the cards so accurate because the cards just, reflect life like it's the journey of life that's what the the cards are you know and that's, that's what why, i was gonna ask you that yeah. i just want to say like what did the cards represent because i was really curious the cards are the journey of life and a lot of people mm-hmm. when they're when they're reading up upon upon about tarot and everything it they will read about the fool's journey the fool's journey is the first card of the major arcana and it's zero mm-hmm. and this is basically the story of how this person who is newly enlightened newly awaken to whatever aspect of life you know mm-hmm. going on a new adventure changing countries um awakening spiritually whatever and they just the cards just show you the journey of self-discovery self-affirmation learning to live with others learning to grow with others um learning to master patience inner strength you know there's just a lot of um how could, I could say archetypes of situations and, and um, karmic lessons that we all go through, basically. Because the, at the flow of life, the evolution of life is the same for everybody. We all came here to, you know, discover and understand life and discover ourselves and, and see how do we go about this adventure? How do we go about this journey? And the cards show you, you can, well, you can do it this way and it, it would lead you towards, you know, growing and the light and whatever. Or you can go this way where you'll just 
shrink on yourself, um, um, wallow in your sadness and just don't grow and just, you know, stay still and don't progress. So again, this is to still show us that choice, the biggest power we have in how we choose to experience life is in so much is in choice. We have to decide. Yes, we have to decide. It's so important to decide and to decide um, wisely, intuitively. Like, make no, don't rush yourself in your decisions, you know? Don't pressure yourself through life. Things are hard enough, but you don't, you, you and your progress, your personal growth, you don't need to rush yourself. You don't need to pressure yourself. Be extremely gentle with yourself, you know? Extremely gentle and just, you know just take your time you know i feel like so much of us are in are in a rush we're racing for this finish line we don't we don't even know the finish line to what it is like i i don't know if we're expecting a whole other chapter after this i don't i don't know what it is because to me this is this is the journey you know and this is the journey this is the journey and if you you gotta enjoy it it's gotta be worth it don't come here and and not appreciate your life. Don't come here and not appreciate this this experience that you get to have. No, there will never be another you. Ever. Ever, ever. You are unique in so many ways. There will never be another moment like this, you know? You'll never you'll never meet, you know, someone like you or you'll never meet someone like me anymore because we're all just so unique and so special and, and different. And, and we're passing through. Exactly. And, you know, we're not living to our full potential we're not really getting what we came here to get to 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 learn and i don't know it it breaks my heart a lot it breaks my heart a lot and i i get it so much because i i know i was there at some point i was i was that person i was struggling like that you know not getting life not understanding what the purpose of it is i mean i'm not saying i have all the answers now but Mm-hmm. I feel like I fit in better. I understand better why. There's I'm more clarity. Here. Exactly, definitely more clarity, more clarity and more purpose. And I feel like a lot of people lack in life is a sense of purpose, especially as we get older. You know, with all the experiences we've accumulated, all the life we've lived, and yet sometimes we all feel so void of purpose, and that can really, you know, take a toll on on someone. And I have to be very vulnerable about this because it's so funny that you're talking about that because I, um, over the past couple of months, you know, I've been doing a lot of reading about, um, again, how you manage yourself, how you manage your time and how you manage your, your, your personal energy because you can't give what you don't have is something I repeat all the time. Yes. And I was telling my wife that, you know what, I am very conscious of my time and in regards to, you know, engaging into activities that, you know, are sucking time, the very little time I have left it really puts me in a rage. <laughs> you know, we're just sitting there and you know, you're wasting time. time so yes. some, it's like, okay, I could be doing something else. And you know, sometimes you don't want to feel abrupt. You don't want to feel rude, but in the grand scheme of things, I have very little time left. Yes. You know? And, and you sometimes know I feel time... selfish and not a lot of people think like that. And mm. I don't know, sometimes it gets really, it gets really, you know, burdensome. You know, sometimes you have to tell that to people. Sometimes you have to shut it up. Yeah. I, I totally get it. Totally, because I mean, and as as we get older, we realize how precious time is, how valuable time is. I mean, if you knew then what you know now, <laughs> what wouldn't you do different? You know, 
Oh, a lot of things. Exactly. So now that we were older and hopefully wiser, we are more careful in how we choose to use our time, you know, and who, who we choose to, to use it with, how we choose to spend it. And I think it's, it's important. I think it's wise. And I, I feel like if you come, you, you come to it at some point of an age, like 30 or whatever, and you don't start to think like that, I don't, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like something's a little wrong because your time, it should matter to you. It should be of value to you. And you should be thinking carefully about where you want to invest it, you know, because I don't know. I feel like I'm in, a, in an age right now where my focus is so completely different. Like it's more inward. It's more toward myself. It's more toward my loved ones. You know, I want to look after the people I love more. I want to spend time with them more. And it's not so much about, you know, just moving around and keeping up with, you know, whatever's going on in the world. Because, like I said, like it or not, you have no control over that. But what you do have control over is how you choose to spend your time. And if you have loved ones that you don't see enough, that you don't hear from enough, then what are you waiting for to reach out and, you know, go spend that time? It's amazing because for the longest time, because when I came to Canada, I was like by myself, just like going to college and everything. And sometimes you fail to call home as often as you should. And then I realized there's so much time passing. And I'm like, man, you know, when you ask yourself, like, when's the last time you called your mom? And I'm like, well, oh, okay. Probably should. Exactly. <laughs> and these are things we do take for granted because time yeah. is so fleeting. And then when, you, when it's too late, you're like, oh, my God, it's too late, you know. And that sucks. <laughs> Because you only get one, as you said, you only get one shot at this. And, you know, one you can't shot. make up time. You can't make no. up time. It's not renewable. You put out a very powerful post that I saw. Um, it was a little bit earlier, like last year. But, you know, again, this is me doing research on my guests. But it was like what you shared was so powerful because I'm going to just read it off because I wrote it down. Um, it was about taking a year off, I believe. And uh-huh. you mentioned that you didn't realize that you needed that. And you didn't want to be seen. You didn't want to be heard. And you need the isolation. You need the silence. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering what that process was like for you, you know, during that year and, you know, were you try- was, was it still that dark period or is it, you know, just you trying to recenter? Because I was really curious about that. It was a dark period. Um, it was just, and I had reached a point in my career with, or with just myself where I did not know what I wanted anymore. Career-wise, I felt like I had practically done everything I could do here in Haiti Uh and I didn't feel like I was growing enough I didn't feel like I was being challenged or challenging myself enough and economy wise things were really bad in the country so I wasn't thriving financially the way that I wanted to or planned to Uh so all of these things were also weighing me down and really pushing me to to really question myself and reevaluate my choices and the direction I wanted to go with, with my life. So I really took the time off and I didn't, you know, really socialize virtually or, you know, physically. I just mm-hmm. really kept to myself. Um, I was searching. I really was searching for myself and I knew that I was not going to, 
come out of my shell until I felt strong enough to do so, until I felt like I could actually face the world and, you know, face whatever would come at me after this this dark period. Because I've come to understand that whenever you go through periods like that, you're gonna you either come out on the other side stronger or this has beaten you and it and it has defeated your fire and you know you've lost purpose and okay. th- that's where we we get all those you know suicide stories all these celebrities you know that are supposedly famous and rich and whatever and yet they're committing suicide and etc because they've lost that fire that zest for life that spark for life that sense of purpose you know that sense of okay i i matter in this world not just you know as a money-making machine i'm valued as a person as a human as a soul you know mm-hmm. and i feel like that's one of the biggest things that a lot of people especially those who have acquired financial success or fame or whatever this is what they come to realize that at the end of the day they want to be love they want to be seen they want to be understood and accepted and if you can't find that that with yourself then you're not able to to reflect it in order to show others that okay this is who i am and this is how you're i want you to love me this is how i want you to care for me because ultimately that's what we're supposed to do we're the ones supposed to show others like okay this is how i need to be loved this is how i need to be understood in turn, we do the same for them. We give them the space for them to show us how they need to be loved and how they need to be understood and how we can be there for them as well. So okay. that honest communication with yourself only opens up more honest communication with you know those around you. Amazing, because I was um, I was uh, I had an interview with uh, Emmanuel George uh, last week, and she was talking about the fact that um, you know a lot of people are afraid to be with themselves. And what I'm hearing from you is like you know you need to have that conversation, no matter how ugly, no matter how fragile, no matter how painful, you need to have that dialogue with yourself. Absolutely, you need I would dare say that dark moment with yourself, where you literally sit with your darkness, you sit with your pain, and you have it out like a conversation like it's a real being in front of you and you're figuring out you know why are we so tied to each other and why why do you haunt me so type of thing you know because it's what we we it's how we grow we don't grow through through happiness really we grow through pain we grow through trials through you think so oh absolutely because that's what's either gonna make you or break you Again, it's that choice that you make of, okay, um, um, for instance, I don't know, I lost my, my mother. She died or something. And, okay, so you lost your mother. Are you going to allow that to to affect you in a way where you just lose yourself and you have no sense of identity and you just you, your life just spirals out of control? Or are you going to be the type of person who's going to be like, well, you know what, I lost my mom. But I feel like that makes me feel like I have so much more to prove. I have so much more to work hard for. I have someone looking out for me, someone guiding me, looking down to me and, you know, rooting for me, you know. It's really about perspective and how you choose to accept the experience. Because guess what? The experience is there. The fact is there. Your mom is dead. What are you going to do about it? And again, that's where all of our power lies, you know. And it's how we choose to take control over these situations, so. Wow. 
because <laughs> they're very big about no seriously it's so deep because they're very big about empowerment a lot of the content a lot of the posts a lot of the interviews you're giving out you've always pushed out this personality not a personality this energy i love the word energy because uh, uh-huh. you and i have exchanged off off the air because you know i really resonate with the energy of you know just self-confidence and power that you put within yourself and you're very connected with yourself and i mentioned this interview you did for aibo post and we were talking about um covering basically the 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 subject about the sexualization of women in haiti mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is still something that's very uh that's very dire unfortunately and unfortunately. You, words that you used were very on point in terms of yes i'm a model yes i'm here to project this image i'm creating this piece you know but mm-hmm. i want you you will see me the way i want you to see me and i don't think a lot of people in the industry have that um maybe i'm talking on my ass but i'm basically mm-hmm. a lot of people don't have that um that perspective and that Visual, that visualization of like, no, I have the power. I'm not the object, but I'm just a part of this project as a photographer, as a makeup artist. So I really wanted you to speak on that, you know, the power that you have to exude, you know, to take control, you know. Was that hard, you know, throughout, throughout your career? Or is that something you came into? Well, I feel that that was always my biggest, I would say, quality. It was kind of like my superpower is that no matter where I was or what I was doing, who I was shooting with, one thing that I did know was myself. You know, I may not know the photographer. I may not know his style. I don't know. I may not know whatever. But one thing I know is myself. I know how I'm, how I'm, how I'm going to look if I pose a certain way, if I do a certain, you know, move or whatever. I know if I feel uncomfortable, the picture is going to be awkward. I just knew myself. And that mm-hmm. was the only thing that I knew that I could control. And, in always remaining grounded in myself and in control of myself, I was able to, you know, navigate through difficult shoots, like, you know, with sleazy photographers or makeup artists who don't want to cooperate or other models who are being stiff, you know? Mm-hmm. Because, again, however you choose to behave is what's going to affect everything in your environment. If I decide, oh, okay, so-and-so model is too stiff, she doesn't know how to model... And I'm just going to be a bitch about it and complain and, you know, just be a prima donna. Then guess what? The shoot is ruined and the work isn't done properly. And here, 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 here goes my name on something that I'm unsatisfied with. And I'm not going to have that. Okay. So if uh, a girl is like, feeling uncomfortable, then it's my job to be like, hey, you know, let's try this. Let's do this. Let's do that. Now, if she chooses to cooperate, that's completely up to her. Again, you are in control of yourself and I'm in control of myself. But at the end mm-hmm. of the day, I know that I played my part in uh, assuming and being you know being accountable for myself and you know reaching out and doing what I can and at the end of the day if my pictures look better than yours I'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) own your power that's it own it it's it's up to you own it it's yours own it own it own yourself how how do we um Cause I asked you this question, cause again, I'm very open about, you know, the fact that I have a young daughter and, you know, just the fact that I'm a dad again, her mom is her mom and there's a relationship that she has with her mom, you know, woman to girl, but also me as the man in her life. And I'm looking down at her like, okay, what I do is going to shape a lot of who you're going to be. <laughs> and sometimes Definitely. that frightens me. I have no idea why that frightens me so much. Like really late at night, I'm very vulnerable and saying like sometimes I have no idea what I'm doing. It should it's frighten so- you. As a man in the 21st century, it absolutely should frighten you. It should terrify you. Because everything you 
do in front of her or around her is what she's going to look for in the outside world. Or everything you don't do is what she's going to look for in the outside world. Like, if she grows up watching you treat her mom with love and respect and admiration and whatever, she's going to go around outside in the world looking for the man that's going to treat her that way. Whether it's in friendship, whether it's in um, a boss-employee type of relationship, whatever. This is what she's going to seek, you know? And I, for one, can speak because I I have been in many toxic relationships and it's mm-hmm. only when coming to grips with the fact that I realized that my parents' relationship was toxic that I understand why I was always drawn to these types of relationships or why I always found myself in these types of relationships. So mm-hmm. once I really put my finger on that and, you know, sat with that reality and you're like, oh, girl, this is it because you used to see it so-and-so and so-and-so used to happen, used to do this, used to do that, and this is why you react the way that you react. This is why you attract people you attract. You know, I just really sat down and, and just, you know, kept pulling at it and, and poking it until it made sense, until I had comp- I had reasoned it out, until it had, you know, been logical, not just a maddening emo- emotion inside of me of, why is it this way? Or why do I attract these guys? Or why is it, the, uh, you know, and just anger. And just, it's not about just being angry. It's about understanding where it comes from. So and when you understand that it's because this is what you've been exposed to, you're like, oh, so now it's up to me to let it go. It's up to me to not choose these same type of situations, especially when the red flags come up. Because that's the okay. problem. We tend to re- ignore the red flag. We're like, oh, no, it's not a red flag. Maybe it's a little pink or a little, I don't know, but it's not a red flag. No, it's, it's a red flag, honey, and you know mm-hmm. it. So once I accepted that and I completely faced those red flags and you know accepted them for what they were i made it i started making better choices you know and i stopped wasting my time because at the end of the day it's wasted time when you spend your energy and your time in things that you already know are not good for you and you already know they're not gonna help you grow it's wasted time and it's on you you have no one else to blame but yourself okay so So we have to (laughs) accept our own accountability into the process absolutely accountability is everything like you have to be accountable for everything you say around her you know you're not gonna always gonna know the right things because you yourself also have a lot of toxic masculine traits that are already ingrained inside of you some maybe you Mm -hmm. never picked up and some maybe Mm -hmm. you picked up unconsciously because a lot of them were also subtle and a lot of women carry around a lot of that toxic masculinity so we all have a lot of work to do in, in terms of that. Not just men, but women. But men especially because, you know, as a father, you are the first man in her life and the most important until, you know, she grows up and gets married and whatnot. But And that's why your role is that much more important. That's why how she perceives you will be that much more important. Okay. I do get scared sometimes because, again, she's growing up. She's like, she's she's going on six, but, you know, she's so young. And, again, you have the innocent questions. Am I as pretty as? Or do you think oh, that wow. is it? Yeah, you know, because, again, I'm being very vulnerable in these discussions mm-hmm. because sometimes you face it and you're like, I know it's not insecurity. I know it's just curiosity because you're noticing your differences. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're scared. And you're like, how do I navigate this right now? But and like sometimes said. I'm really at a loss. I think it's great that you you said that she should that you 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 pitch you pitch it to her in a way that 
she shouldn't be comparing herself. Just tell her that you have differences. Like, if she's asking if she's as pretty as somebody else, you tell her, of course, because you look the way you look, and she looks the way she looks, you know? You don't need to up one and diminish the other. You just need to help her understand that you have differences, and those differences will be preferred to some or not preferred to others. But regardless, you are absolutely beautiful and absolutely special just the way you are and i feel like that's what a lot of women were not taught they were not taught to just acknowledge another woman's you know beauty or potential or goddessness or just taught to compete you know compete with each other and mostly for what for men's attention (laughs) tragically it's not really it's not really for us to like better ourselves for us to get ahead you know in our careers or to for us to motivate each other it's for us to compete for men's attention so it starts at an early age to you know teach her that it's not about competing it's about acknowledging somebody else's greatness while it doesn't diminish yours that is so deep (laughs) i'm taking notes i'm taking notes this is what i love man i learn on every one of these conversations just totally side note, what was it like growing up as the youngest of five kids, being the only girl of four brothers? Woo! That was fun. <laughs> it was fun. Well, my brothers at some point started to call me the fifth Lafon boy. I wasn't <laughs> very feminine. I wasn't very girly or whatnot. Um, so, yeah, it was fun. I always knew all the good jokes. Um, I knew all the best hip-hop songs. Uh, I could I could have known a lot of things about sports, but didn't really care. Okay. Uh, yeah, I it was good. I can't complain. I mean, I wasn't I didn't get to be as close to all of them as I would have wanted, but mm-hmm. I love all of them unconditionally. And anything they would need, they would just have to name it, and I would be there. So. But when you go to house parties, you got four bodyguards. That's cool. Well, never with all four. <laughs> Unfortunately, that would have been fun. <laughs> But there was always at least one for sure. <laughs> Man, because I'm like, because I read that, it was like four brothers. The young, four wow, brothers. the only girl, four brothers. That's oh, yeah. that's a that's a cool equation. Family sisters so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but as you said, you know, siblings siblings are a very powerful thing. I've got an older sister and a younger brother, and again, the bond that we share, it's uh, it's something that's truly powerful. Yes, nothing like it. Um, the last one I want to, the last question I had, because I was just curious again, because you know, your creative style and, and your talented, talented shoots, the, uh, the Ayabombe, the, um, the, you know, the one I'm talking about. Yes. Anakauna. Anakauna. Uh-huh. Anakauna. Anakauna. Yes. How did that come about, man? I'm definitely, definitely going to post it on the blog post so people know what I'm talking about because uh-huh. it's a visually powerful shot. It's very well composed. Cause again, can you tell I'm a photographer in a side life? It's very well composed. <laughs> the composition the posing and again if you're familiar with the cultural heritage like as a haitian you're just like wow my people like this this is just like it's it's an amazing amazing image and i'm just wondering what was the creative process behind that well i for one that's what i really wanted to convey i really wanted to you know give that vibe of um royalty and Something that we all admire but don't know, don't fully understand because we don't have, you know, a lot of knowledge about that side of our our identity. Mm -hmm. And it was actually the most perfectly, universally aligned shoot that I think ever happened in my life. 
it that's saying a lot yes because it was it was everything just flowed perfectly the team had contacted me like uh, of a really long time ahead of like before the actual shoot and they're like, we, this is what we want to do, and we think you're perfect for it. Um, let us know if you're interested. And so I asked, I asked, I asked a few questions. Like, okay, I'm interested. Um, what do you guys need me to bring or whatever? They're like, no, nothing. Just show up. Um, if you want to do your own makeup, go ahead. But if not, we have a makeup artist. Um, just only oh, just need for you to show up. I'm like, that's it. You don't need anything. They're like, no, nope, we're ready. I'm like, okay. I had never worked with them before, but I had seen their work, and it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, you know what? Just go with the flow. So I went. I had done my makeup. I'm 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 particular like that. <laughs> That's not, I had I had nothing, you know, against their makeup artists, but I like my face to be a certain way, you know. So again, you I, know you. Exactly. So I went and I met the team, and everybody had a purpose. You know, they had their role, and they knew it. The makeup artist knew what he's supposed to do. The body painter slash um, costume designer knew everything he had to do. The photographer had his shots in mind. Well, there are two photographers, actually. They had mm-hmm. their, their shots in mind. And they were just a team of youngsters that were just, you know, ready to go. They were creative. They were... So, mm-hmm. um, when the, I, I went, I showed up, and they're like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do the body paint. Um, we're going to do some face paint. And then we're gonna dress you up, and then we're gonna shoot. So the shoot, yeah, just like that. And I think the shoot happened on November first, I believe, which and culturally is um, Fadgide here. Mm -hmm. Yep. And the pictures were already ready by the second, which is oh boy, exactly Fadgemo. And to me, when I reflected on that, I'm like, this is absolutely genius because this is literally me paying, you know, homage and respect to my ancestors. I'm like, this is amazing. (laughs) I'm like, look at you, ancestors. Look at you. See, the universe (laughs) responds. When you put out the energy, it's all about the universe responding. When you're ready to align, you know, things just align by themselves without you having to, you know, bend over backwards doing the impossible. How do we actually plan to do it that way? It would have not happened that way. I guarantee you that. That's what I feel. If it was over-planned, over-discussed, uh, you know, pre-produced, it would not have gone that way. But you talked about flow, and that's yes. so important. You talk about fluidity. We've been talking about this since the beginning of the conversation. Again, fluidity. Let it flow. Because let it happen. Yes. Man. Man. Wow. Uh, I know the evening is stretching on, so I want to let you get back to your life. So, again, Clara, thank you so much for such an empowering, educational, and humbling conversation. Thank you for letting us into your knowledge and, you know, looking at life, you know, just a little glimpse of life from your perspective of the universe. Thank you so much. Um, I hope this is not the first of the last conversation. Definitely open floor, open invite. Anytime you want to be back, you know, talk about lord knows what whatever you know you're always welcome but in all humility and respect i really want to thank you and again applaud everything that you're doing of course we didn't get into you know the entire modeling career the progress and everything Mm -hmm. i wish we could have done that but you know this conversation was very worthwhile Uh, i learned a lot so i really want to thank you for that oh thank you thank you for the invite for having me and you know allowing me to share these little tidbits of a scrambled mind <laughs> and not at all, not at all. i'm really amazing. really happy to to share and you know 
I think that we, we need more honest conversations like this, and I'm definitely looking forward to coming back. Thank you so much. Um, I always like to close off the conversations with opening up the floor to the guest. Uh, you know, just a kind word, a kind thought, a call to action, a quote, anything, just something that people can wake up tomorrow with, with you know, just taking on that next step, you know, towards the next level, towards their journey. Uh, well, I have a personal quote that I'm particularly in love with. Um, I don't know it all by heart, but I know that it starts, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. And there's a whole, you know, paragraph that comes after it. And to me, I feel like that was a turning point to, for me, of me understanding that a lot of times I have felt afraid. It wasn't really a big because I was afraid of failure. I was really afraid of how well I could do, you know, how much I could actually succeed, how much I could actually shine. Because as much as they push us to aspire to that, you know, shine your light, be your best self, you know, whatever. But we're also terrified of that because we're also terrified of, you know, will people accept our light? Will people judge us for our light? Will our light make others uncomfortable? And then that quote help, really helps me to make peace with the fact that I did come here to be badass. I did come here to embrace this womanhood, to, you know, be all that I can be to the best of my abilities, you know. And like they said, the sun doesn't give a fuck if it blinds you. <laughs> it's going to shine anyways. <laughs> so the sun is there to be a sun. Sure. It's going to be the sun. So you are a, a sun in yourself. So go ahead and shine, my loves. Just shine. Just shine. Just shine. Yes. Clara <laughs> Luce Lafon, thank you so much for your wisdom and your light. Thank you so much for okay. shining onto our little program. Uh, is Instagram <laughs> the best place to find you or other places that we can find you on the interwebs? Mm, no, just Instagram. That's all I've got. So I'm doing. <laughs> not a problem. Not a problem. So I'll definitely link all the blog, all the all the necessary links, you know, into the blog post once this goes live, guys. Clara Luce Lafon, find her up on Instagram. Clara Luce Cinq. I will post it. Don't worry. So please, guys, as always, thank you for your love. Thank you. Be safe. Be well. Be resilient. Be shining. And yes. again, stay awesome. Stay awesome. <laughs> This has been another episode of the Awaken the Awesome podcast. We do love to get your feedback, so please drop us a line. Our email address, awakentheawesome at gmail.com. Also, if you haven't already, please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, give us a rating, and leave us a review. We always do appreciate your support, and thank you for listening. Stay awesome. <laughs>